time being about the general football leadership group. Now, in 2013, he represented Nigeria at World Schools Debating Championship as South Africa. And in 2015, he was at the World University Debating Championship in Malaysia, where he was the second best public speaker in the world for 2015. In this same year, he was the best international delegate at the International Model United Conference held in Nigeria and was the chairman of the committee at the 2018 conference in Nigeria and the only African member of the Board of Days for Asia Pacific Model United Nations Conference 2020, where he was the chairperson for UNHRC. He has been a member of the Nigerian Red Cross for over 11 years, volunteers for youth-led organizations such as the Girl Generation, Vidas Club, member of several other international organizations such as GALI, World Youth Alliance, and others not mentioned. He is a professional public speaking coach, having trained university debate and public speaking clubs, as well as severally appointed as chief adjudicator for national and international public speaking championships. He loves helping people achieve their dreams, plans, projects, growing their brands, and making a difference, MAD. He is an ardent chaser of God and prioritizes doing God's will over personal desires and societal expectations. He has been appointed several times to handle leadership positions in different organizations. He is passionate about adding values to lives, a mentor to many young minds, and a quintessence in nature. He is the man MAD, which is making a difference. You can hear me right now. It's a good time to just type making a difference in the chat box. Just type MAD, making a difference. So with joy in my heart, it is a privilege for me to welcome Daniel Obiu. I am very, very sure we are going to be blessed and going to learn a lot tonight. I hope we have our jotters ready as we are going to be listening to Daniel Obiu on identity, self-worth, and validation. You're welcome, sir. Thank you very much, Sopik Jimo. I'm so excited and pleased to be Thank you so much, Queen Caesar. It's a very big pleasure for me to be here with you guys. Thank you. And thanks to everyone who is currently available for this evening's meeting. And I'm sure it's going to be a big time and a very beautiful ride in your life. Thank you so much for having me. And I'm sure we are going to set our hearts on fire, get our minds reawakened, get ourselves what strengthened, get the right validations we need in life, and at the end, build an unquestionable identity that the world would celebrate. Thank you so much once again, fam, and I'm sure you're going to enjoy this ride. I can see those who already sent messages. It's so wonderful. Thank yous for, for, for the comments, making a difference, making a difference, making a difference. Um, it's beautiful that we invite our friends. If there are friends of yours that are meant to be here but are not yet here, do well to let them know that we have started. We've just begun. And um, it's going to be a life-changing opportunity for every one of us. It's my, it's my nature to, first of all, say a word of prayers when I have this kind of responsibilities to do. So if you don't mind, please join me. Father, I thank you for this evening. Thanks for the opportunity to be blessed 
thanks for the opportunity to learn. It's a privilege to have information get into our mental spaces. Many wish to know, but they don't have the capacity due to health issues to take in information. But that we are gathered this evening is an evidence of your mercy upon our lives. Teach us all we need to know and agree to take the relevant actions. We pray you bless our minds and our hearts with. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I trust you can all hear me, right? Yes, sir. And quite clear, right? Yes, you are. Yes, sir. yes, I can hear you. Beautiful. Let's let's take a dive in. Today we're talking about identity, self-worth, and validation. Identity, self-worth, and validation. You know, in a world of likes, comments, shares, social media impressions, views, where do you get your validation from? It's a question I really think you should think deeply about and give us your personal answers. In a world where people are putting out posts every day, you sit down, you craft very intriguing, amazing content, and you share it to the best picture you, you took with your friend's iPhone 13 Pro Max, expecting to get a flooding of impressions and views and, share, and cheers and loves and likes, and, and you don't get anything like that. How do you feel? What becomes your mindset? What goes through your mind? In a world where everybody wants to check their phones, get to WhatsApp or WhatsApp status to know how many persons have viewed their status, from there down to Facebook to check the last post they made, from Facebook to TikTok to know how many views on the videos, from TikTok down to Instagram, back to LinkedIn, finding yourself back to the beautiful streets of WhatsApp. Where? Do you get your validation from? What is the effect of all you see along the spaces? The many testimonials, testimonies, beautiful pictures, pump and pre and proper images and stories and 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 the displays and people's expressions. All those beautiful things you see online. How do they affect you? What's usually the summary of your mindset? What's, what's the best caption? What's the best image? What's the best picture of your mind at the point when you close your phone, when you come out of social media, when your data tells you it's finished, when you have your battery low and you can't go online again? What are the normal, what are the default thoughts that run through your mind about who you are with regards to what you saw? Do you get interest and satisfaction or do you prioritize external validations? The key things I think we should think about while we delve into this topic today. How do you feel when you make that post and everyone comments, likes and shares and views? How do you feel? How do you feel about it? Today, I want you to start seeing life from the best perspective, the perspective of 
that regards, we are going to start today by talking about first of all, what is your identity? What is your identity? It, it, it doesn't make sense if we don't look into that word identity so we really understand what it's all about. And if we want to start looking at what is your identity, first of all, where does, where does that identity as a word come from? What is it about? What do people know identity with? Like when identity first rings a bell in your mind, wherever you see it, what comes to your mind first of all? You agree with me, identity has to deal with or has to do with what you used to recognize something, right? It has to do with the nature of something. It has to do with the, the, the representation of something. Brands talk about brand identity, and that we're talking about the brand's representation, right? We're talking about what the brand is, who the brand is, what the brand stands for when we talk about brand identity. We talk about individual identity. We talk about what you used to know a person, what represents a person. One of the key, easiest way to talk about the identity of individuals, you talk about a name, right? You use a name to identify an individual. You use uh, the place of birth to identify the date of birth, the phone number. This, this phone number belongs to so, so, and so. So you identify this person with a phone number. Sometimes you identify people by the clothes they wear, right? By their voices when they speak. Oh, come on, I hear that voice. That is Sotik's voice, right? Sometimes it is by the scent, their aroma, right? Let's say, for instance, um, they, 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 it's a friend who uses a particular cologne every time, and you've known this friend each time this person passes. You know, he's just my friend. These are things you use to identify people. Well, you see, the definition of identity beyond just people, persons, things, names, it's very important to who you are. The definition of identity is who you are. The way you think about yourself, the way you are viewed by the world, and the characteristics that define you. That is your identity. Who you are, the way you think about yourself, the way you are viewed by the world, and the characteristics that defines you. That is your identity. We're going to break that down. Identity could be defined as what you make people believe you are. There are a lot of people out there that lead fake lives. They give you all the all shades of fakeness, and that becomes the identity they represent. Now, that points the identity they carry is an identity of what they make people believe they are. You see a lot of people of this sort on the streets of the graph, Instagram, right? The snap by the side of a Porsche car. And then the next picture is by a Mercedes GLK 450 for Matic. And then the next day, they are snapping by the building of their, of their neighborhood chairman who lives in a duplex. And the next three days, they are with their, in their friend's apartment and snapping at their TV and all that, making you feel like they have all the luxury of life. But just one day, you get to bust their bubbles by finding them climbing by in at ocean. And then you're like, bro, what's up? What's wrong with this big? What's happening? Like, where's the car? And you see everything the person has always been there to be wrong. 
Some people that identity we used to represent them or recognize them happens to be what people label them to be. Some people take their identity by virtue of who they've been labeled as. Take for instance, you see people who had issues. Take for instance, somebody like Dr. Ben Carson. Before he became the big Ben that we talk about today as a great medical neurosurgeon, he had an identity he kept moving life around with, and that was the identity his teacher placed upon his life. The identity of a never do well, the identity of a dollar, the identity of someone who can never amount to anything in life. A lot of people out there take the identity of their environment. People take the identity their circumstances place upon them. People take the identity that challenges and the face, the figures, the, the ups and downs, the, the hilly, rocky stops of life throws and punches at them. That's the identity a lot of people are living by. You see people who believe they can never amount to anything in life because of the little mistakes they've made that are based on circumstances, parental upbringing, and a lot of stuff. This is the kind of identity people move around with. But if I want to tell you, there is a third type of identity. And that third type of identity is the identity that is defined by who you really if you go with what people label you as, you're going to live a life of limitedness. You're going to live a life that is very, very mediocre and even below average. If you go by the identity of who you make people believe you are, even when that is not who you are, you are going to live in a bubble. And the day that bubble gets busted, you would be a classified, dignified, victim of, of of serious depression, frustration, and almost thinking about suicide. The best identity that makes a beautiful sense to you, even if it is not the best of who you think you can ever be, is when you have an identity of who you really are. Today we're talking about identity. I want to tell you something. Regardless of what your experience is, regardless of what your dreams are, regardless of what your visions are, learn to be who you are. The you in you is what makes you the you you are. The realness of your existence is what powers and empowers your capacity to in to long for greatness and strengthens your resolve and encourages your capacities and capabilities and attracts divine help and help us your way to become who you should be. Nobody ever becomes great sustainably by living a lie. Because the big thing about living a lie is this. You would always need another lie to sustain a life of lies. And the day that bubble gets busted, you would be the worst person you have ever known. I'm going to tell you a story about this particular issue on identity, right? So I got to meet this young man, a real-life story, real-life story, guys. I got to meet this young man. I knew him while I was still in school, when I was leaving this, um, the university. That was when I got He painted this picture of being a military young man, like a student, military student. 
like he 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 fights for Nigeria. He goes to Borno. He goes there to fight and uh, uh, during the weekends, and he takes breaks and come back to meet up with academics. And and he had all the charisma. He had all the knowledge of the guns, the rifles, the nine mm's, the the bullets. He 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 was well fast. The guy knew stuff. He's blessed with the memory. He's blessed with knowledge so he decided to use that knowledge in the negative direction he made people believe he was a military guy that people give him a name a military related name he lived his life and made a lot of us believe him to the point but but each time we can ask questions like internal questions okay this young man like can i see you on the picture where you're like in a picture where you're carrying a rifle he, he tells the stories like no 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 we're not permitted to snap that picture and move around with the phone where i have that stuff is not here and you know all this stuff but somehow because his knowledge he, the way he answers questions around the military makes you just believe that man this guy is just is there right and we kept moving with that until the day his mother died was it yeah Members of the union uh, of the organization decided to travel down with him to his place. And everybody was expecting, okay, we're going to see his military guys, everybody's going to be around at least. Uh, come on, like your military guy's parents died. Like he shouldn't be left alone, right? But, okay. Sir, are you, using, are you using an earphone or something? Because your voice sound is a bit muffled. Like I don't know if it's just me, but I'm I'm kind of struggling to really hear this story. Is it better now? Please, thank you so, so much. It's is better it better? Now. Yes, it's better now. I couldn't hear you as well. Oh, so sorry. I wish someone had called my attention to that all along. Okay. So so can we go ahead now? Yes, sir. No, okay, no. beautiful. So I was telling a story about a young man who had been living a lie and until his bubble was busted at a point when he said his dad, he lost his dad and his dad was being buried. He made us believe he had been in the military for years, or like he was a student and in the military and he's been helping fight Boko Haram. In fact, we get to close our eyes and pray each time Boko Haram had uh, um um this phased off with the military and we are always mentioning this young man's name in the in prayers because we don't even get to see him around those times and he always made us believe that he had been in the military fam it was during the burial of his mom his his mom in, yeah his mom that was when we found out that there was nothing military related to his life his siblings were like like hello who are you guys talking about because we had to start asking ah, i thought your friend i thought to the military people should be here your brother says he's in the military and the the bread the sister was like which military when where how why or that was where his military his, his military bubble got busted and he lost respect he lost he, he lost trust from every other person whom he had been telling all those lies so why am i saying all this where am i driving up he's trying to let you know that the moment you keep living a lie the moment you keep living the wrong identity it's gonna one day blow up the best identity to live is the real you even if you are that you that doesn't have money be happily broke and let people know you're broke so they can help you 
not forming like you rich when you are brokers and have no money in your pocket to even buy thick of matches. That is the wrong identity that will never attract help, divine help, or even human help, right? The real identity of being who you are is the kind of identity that stands the test of time. And that is what we'll be focusing on today. So the next phase of what we want to talk about this evening is where do people get their identities from? Where do people get their identities from? People get their identities from things like experiences. People allow the experiences they've had, the people who have come into their life, the bad times, the bad days define them and paint a picture about who they are and set the limits to the kind of experiences or personalities or successes they can ever have. Be careful not to let your experience be the determinant of your identity. Some people get their identity from their friends, who you follow. Who are you following? What kind of people are they? What kind of influence do they have in your life? Are they people with strong influence in your life? If they are people with very strong influence, there is every likelihood that you are going to take the definition they give about you without even questioning if it's true or not. You know, someone says something, I can't remember exactly who said it, but it says that um, if, you, if you roll with five poor people, you are the sixth poor person, right? And if you rule with five rich guys, you are the sixth rich guy. You become the sixth rich guy. Even if you don't have the money, societal perception accords to you the identity of the sixth rich guy. So it's important to know who you are rolling with, but be careful that people don't become the most important way of assigning identity with you. Some people get their identity from social media fan base. Who their social media fans take them to be? How much their social media fans adore them, esteem them, exalt them, honor them, praise them, sing their praises, and it makes them lose touch with the reality of their pains and their real life. You see a lot of people who have 10,000 fans, 100,000 fans, fans want to die for them. And they are almost feeling fly that this is who they really are. But deep down within them, they know, they know it, that they don't have peace in their lives. I want you, while we're saying all these things, you're examining your life. Where am I getting my identity from? What kind of identity do I have? Who am I? Who do people say I am? What do I believe about myself indeed? These are the questions I want you to be asking yourself while I'm explaining these things. Some other people get their identity from their habits, their behaviors, how they've behaved over time. It now creates a form, a picture, because of the, the kind of family they've grown, because of the restrictions around their existence and their childbirth and their growth and their formative ages, the habits they just have to form, and those habits become the identity. People get the identity from their worldview, their perception. They've read a lot, and what they've read has painted a picture. They've been exposed to some things. Let's take, for instance, people have been exposed to community of atheists, and on the grounds of that, they've gotten the level of worldview that supports atheism, and they start seeing things in that perspective. You see people tell you that they are atheists, and yet they don't even understand what it necessarily means to be an atheist. Such people exist. 
and these people get their identity from the worldviews they subscribe to. But fam, I want to tell you something. It's working for me. It has worked for me. It has worked with a lot of persons who have worked with me in helping them understand themselves effectively. The best place, the best way to get your identity, the best place to build your identity from, the best place, the best force to give yourself an identity from, it's from your maker. Why is it important that you derive your identity from your maker? Because he is the reason for your existence. He created you. He wrote the scripts of your life. He wrote the, the pages, the paragraphs, the sentences, right? He wrote the phrases, the clauses, the lines, the dots, the titles of your life. So if there is anybody that he's opinion about your life should matter enough in deciding who you are it is what your maker says about you i don't know what you've been passing through i don't know who you've been i don't know what your challenges have been i don't know what people have told you i don't know what your peers see you as i don't know who what experiences looks like around you i don't know what your habits are like i don't know what your worldview is like but i want to tell you something that the the personality the the identity your maker inscribes in you is the best identity to become because from the identity god places in you it's easy to grow into the big person he wants you to become so if you're here today and you're having identity crisis you don't like who you are currently you don't understand who you are at the moment you're not sure if you're living the right life you should live or the kind of person you should necessarily become i want to tell you something the best way to resolve that identity crisis there are books you could read there are therapists you could uh, you could uh, you, you could see there are, there are a lot of exercises out there therapies you could practice right but the most important place to start is back to your maker and say lord help me find me help me to find who i really am and who you really want me to be who you've created me to become and what i can become because in you i find meaning and in you i have my identity the best identity you can ever assume is the identity your maker has inscribed in your life i hope somebody is hearing me today the next phase of what we're going to be doing in taking this discussion further is talking about so how do, well do you build a meaningful identity you see, we are dwelling on identity because your identity to a large extent is what builds your self-worth. Your self-worth is very key and in line and sync with your identity. You start feeling that you're a person of what when you have the right identity, when you have the best identity, when you've come out of the bubble of the challenge of an identity crisis, you start finding how worthy you really are and how useful you are to our generation. So the, the thoughts that I'm going to be looking at this evening is, or today is, how best do we build meaningful identities? How do you build a meaningful identity? Number one, like I had earlier said, you need to understand who you were created to become. Nobody, nobody, I'll repeat it again, nobody 
is a piece of decoration. Nobody was created with the mindset of being a piece of decoration on earth. So your identity is so powerful that when you understand why it became important that even after having over two or over 118 million people or 7 billion people on earth, God, the Omeka, decided to release you on earth. When you understand the reason for that choice to still create you, you will start understanding and, and having a better grasp of how powerful your identity is and how important you are in the grand scheme of life and existence. Secondly, understanding your place in Christ and engaging life from that knowledge and that perspective helps you build a meaningful identity. Let's get back to the first set of things I talked about when we talked about brands and identities. Identities of a brand are very important to those brands because it defines who they are. And brands don't joke with their identity. You don't come and start messing up with the identity of a company. You don't come and start messing up with the logo of a company because it defines them. It is a very core excellence in their existence because they understand how much valuable it is to them. When you understand how valuable your existence is, your identity is, why you were created, that you are not a piece of metal, nor a piece of decoration, it's going to help you not allow people play down on you or define you in the wrong way. Not allow your uncles, your aunts, the rich people around you, the people who are more wealthier than you, the people who claim to be enemies of your life, you will not allow them to define your life. So one of the best ways to build a meaningful identity is first of all, by understanding who you were created to be, understanding your place in Christ and engaging life from the perspective of that knowledge. Number two, it's by upholding empowering beliefs and relinquishing limiting belief systems. Your belief system complexes. We talk about superiority complex and inferiority complex. Complexes to a large extent affect our identity People suffer from identity crisis because of the feel they are inferior to people around them. But if you're a believer here today, I want to let you know something. If you go to the book of Job chapter 12, verses 3, you hear where Job answered his friends who tried to paint a picture of an inferiority complex to Job, where Job told them, see, I have knowledge and I am not inferior to you. He, at that point, had to reassume his identity, reestablish his worth and his identity that he cannot be suppressed by limiting belief systems, but that he had an empowering belief system that makes him not to be inferior to anybody. So if you're here and you have eye issues with identity, I wanted to know, if you have complex issues, I wanted to know that you are not inferior to anybody. All those limiting belief systems, the, the, the things that make you feel you can't, I will not, I could not, I don't have the capacity to, I feel before, this is just what my life is all about. That is where my family stopped. It's a negative pattern in my family. I've just gotten into this bloodline. That is what my DNA is like. Hey fam, that's a limiting belief system. And I want to tell you that you need to 
uphold, embrace empowering belief systems. The belief system of I can, the belief system of I am possible, the belief system of I can do this, I can learn it. Even if I'm not there yet, it means I can be there. Even if I fail today, it means there is a room for success. Embrace and empowering belief systems help you build a meaningful identity. You know, it reminds me what Thomas Jefferson says. Thomas Jefferson says something. He says, nothing can stop the man with the right mental attitude from achieving his goals. Nothing on earth can help the man with the wrong mental attitude either from achieving his goals. So it's a thing of the mind. If you must build a meaningful identity, a beautiful self-worth, then you must start understanding that you have empowering belief systems to embrace, embrace them and relinquish all those I can't, and you would be a better version of yourself. Another way to build a sustainable and a meaningful identity is by intentionally competing with the former version of yourself. You need to understand life from the perspective. Let's see, you're not in competition with your brother. You're not in competition with your twin. You're not in competition with your neighbor. You're not in competition with your classmates. They just became classmates because they registered into the same form with you. When you were better, you didn't come out the same second with them. You have a separate life to live. You must understand this, and this will help you build a strong and self, a self-worth and a very beautiful, progressively growing and going identity. Understand that if there is anybody you're competing with really in life, it is with your formal version. Let it be a propeller. And when it propels you, trust me, you're going to build a beautiful identity because who you were yesterday is not who you're going to be today and who you are today is not who you're going to be by tomorrow because that knowledge is going to help you read more it's going to help you learn more it's going to help you pray more it's going to help you stretch your brain it's going to help you achieve more it's going to help you grow climb and become better and in becoming better you build a strong identity that everybody wants to buy into, that everybody wants to be associated with, that everybody wants to work with. You want, you become an apple that everybody is willing to pay premium to get an apple product. Build yourself into a better version of yourself. So we've talked about what is identity. We've talked about where do people get their identities from. We've talked about how best do you build meaningful identities. The last phase of this conversation is going to be self-worth and validation. Let's tie it up. The relationship between the identity, now you've known how to build it, and you're going to definitely build a strong identity if you follow all we've talked about. How does your identity now relate to your self-worth? Where is the place of self-worth? How do you build self-worth? How do you strengthen your self-worth and your validation? To strengthen your self-worth, you need to know that you were created to be a person of worth. God could not have created a worthless individual. No this and no peace. 
You see what the psalmist says in the book of Psalm 139, verses 14. It says, I praise you, Lord, because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that fully well. You need to know that you were created to be a person of what? Because God never created anything worthless. Let yourself what come from that knowledge of who you were created to be. You see how it ties back to identity too. You need to also know that your primary what comes from you being alive. So if people try to make you feel worthless, because one thing you should do to counter that narrative in your mind is telling yourself the truth that see if i'm worthless then i wouldn't be alive but for me to be alive then that means i am worthy that means i'm a person of worth because god's not gonna let a worthless person keep existing the fact that someone doesn't glorify god doesn't mean that person is a worthless the person may be living a, a lifestyle that is not pleasing to him but he has worth in the sight of god because he was created in the image of god it's god's will to draw you to himself to have a life that pleases him to set to set you free from the shackles of sin and the eventual destruction of the devil at eternal damnation right but you see you don't lose your self-worth while you're still alive you may lose your worth in the perception of society by virtue of not necessarily being being valuable to people but you need to understand that your primary worth is tied to the fact that you are alive and you are breathing because it's only a dead person that is worthless so if you're alive today, I want to tell you something. You are worthy. That's about your primary word. It comes from being alive. Now let's now look at the secondary word that people really kill themselves and, and has, uh, have a lot of ideas around, right? Your secondary word comes from knowledge. How knowledgeable are you? It comes from relevance. How relevant are you to your environment? It comes from impact. What's the impact of your existence? How much are you solving problems? So you see people, you see, ah, this person is, ah, this is a person of high impact. This person is a high worth individual, a high net worth individual. It's because this person is solving significant challenges in the person's environment. So your worth primarily comes from your being alive, but secondarily comes from your being a person of knowledge, your person of relevance, and a person of impact solving problems. So if you are here today and somehow you still feel oh, I'm not worthy, I don't have worth, how do I build myself worth? First of all, remember, you've got worth by being alive. It's definitely being more importantly to build that secondary level of self-worth that is important in your relationship with people, in your conversation with people, in your being significant to a generation, then you need to start building yourself. Build yourself to have a passion for knowledge. Be driven by knowledge. Go all in to learn as much as you can. Know something about everything. 
Be a passionate learner. That way you become secondarily worthy in your environment and to people around you. You build yourself what? If it looks like you're not measuring up with the standard around you, you can't measure up with the standard around you by sunking into depression and despair. No, you can't measure up to the, 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 the intellectual capacity of people around you by feeling depressed and frustrated. No, you do that by acting on knowledge by seeking knowledge to know what they know to do what they can do and you would be worthy enough in that paradigm in that in that perspective in that in in, in that class of the society in that secondary worthiness you can be who you are not today you can be better than you are today but you need to first of all understand that is possible Somebody tell yourself, I am possible. I want to hear you say it to yourself. Tell yourself, I am possible. I am possible. I am possible. You can become Live a life of relevance. Ask yourself, how can I be relevant to people around me? And secondly, live a life of impact. You hear while um, Jim was reading the status of my profile, he talks about MAD. Like, I happily go around telling people I am the mad guy, right? Yes, the mad guy, MAD, but he's in caps lock, not the guy carrying Kolo to run around the streets. I'm actually that guy making a difference. I'm that guy that is making a difference. I want to make a difference in the life of people around me. I want to make a difference in the life of the young, the old, the little, regardless of who they are in my generation, the generation below me, in the generation after me, in the generation before me. Because I understand that beyond the what that comes from my being alive, there is a level of impact I need to make and relevance I need to make in life in order to be a force to reckon with in life. And it comes from being a person of impact. And anybody can be a person of impact. Another thing you need to know around self-worth and validations is this. External validations are important, right? But external validations should come in addition to self-validation, not in the place of it. You should learn to validate yourself. You should learn to identify with yourself. You should learn to appreciate your growth. You should learn to appreciate your feelings. You should learn to appreciate who you are, where you're coming from. That is how to strengthen your self-worth. Appreciate your current identity. Appreciating your current identity gives you the effrontery to move into the next phase of life that you deserve to become or you deserve to step into. External validations are important. It's good to hear what people have to say about you. It's good to hear, have those mentors around you, right? You have those coaches around you, right? Have those big brothers, big sisters, mothers, aunties, uncles, pastors, giving some level of validations about your life. It's important, fam. But they shouldn't take the place of self-validation. Because the truth is this, fam. Nobody can tell you the truth as much as you can tell yourself. People can only speak from their study, their observation, their knowledge, their, their logical conclusion, psychological deciphering about your life and progression. But hey, fam, you know it. You know it. You know the battle you're facing deep down within you. You know the demon you're fighting. You know what is right. You know what is wrong. 
You know whether you truly confess that sin to God or it was just a shitty one. You know whether you're truly sorry or you just paid lip service to the world. I'm sorry. You know yourself better. So if there is any best person to validate yourself, it is yourself. It's true sometimes we get all cranked up and kinky where we try to pick pictures about ourselves in hope and anticipation, not telling ourselves the truth. But you see, the moment when you're not telling yourself the truth, your conscience still knows it. It's good to have external validations, but self-validation is very important in building a healthy self-esteem, a healthy self-worth, and a healthy validation. Validation comes from people. Why? Why do people try to validate you? They validate you because sometimes we think or we, are, we listen to people's validation because sometimes we think that as individuals, we exist, we have a level of bias that exists within ourselves. Sometimes we think we may not be objective enough and people are very more objective than ourselves to tell us what they think about us. But like I've said, I'm going to repeat it again. While it is beautiful, to listen to those well-meaning people who has your best interest at heart, it is important also to weigh their opinions with the truth your conscience tells you. We all we are given consciences. Our conscience is our internal police. It's our internal police. You have a conscience. Weigh all those beautiful truths and opinions against the truth your conscience tells you and what do you do at the point where what they are telling you oh nelly why don't you work on this Ogichi, why don't you act on this and Nastasi, why don't you work on this because why don't you add this season how about making this work in your life Kinsley, why don't you work on this particular stuff but the moment they're telling all those things from view it and the truth of your conscience. What's your conscience telling you? Wait on the opinions of your conscience and know what your conscience tells you. At the point where it aligns with the truth your conscience tells you, adopt it, accept it, and work on it. But at the point when it genuinely differs with the truth you know about yourself, don't allow what people say bring guilt upon you and box you up into thinking you're not worthy, you cannot do anything, and you must listen to them, and you must be who they want you to be, and that even the truth your mind tells you is a lie. Hey, don't get there, fam. What you do when it doesn't align is this. Check for the good virtue in those advices. Pick out the good virtue from those advice. Pick the good suggestions from those advice and discard the rest. You know, it reminds me of the letter Abraham Lincoln wrote to his son's teacher. If you've read that letter, you would really appreciate that letter was a very beautiful, brilliant letter that stands the test of times and every child, every parent should read and every well-meaning individual that wants to make progress in life should read and glean the lessons from that. I want, I, I, at some times, I made a series of it on my, on my blog. He said something, teach my son to listen to everybody. But to feel that all he hears on the screen of truth and pick only the good that comes from it. If you must build yourself what? You, yes, listen to people, those well-meaning mentors and coaches in your life, beautiful, but feel that only the good 
that comes from it. Sometimes they will tell you things that are not entirely true. Sometimes they will tell you things that are based on their assumptions about your life. Sometimes they will tell you things that are coming from a place of incomplete knowledge. Don't just swallow them hook, line, thinker, and person. No. Take the good accounts from it. Remember, you are the best person to validate and tell yourself the truth. If you know your true words, Alan Cohen said something. He says, if you know your true words, you do not need anyone else to confirm it. Work towards knowing your true self. Know your what. You've got a lot in you. You're the best version of yourself. You're the best thing that happened to the earth. This is, this is something very key I tell myself and I tell my mentor, my mentees and friends each time I have to talk on self-esteem, self-identity, self-worth. I tell people, let me paint a picture. Maybe you don't, you don't know who you are. Let me tell you who you are, fam. Let me tell you who you really are. See, let me tell you something. God decided, no, not just God. It didn't start with God, right? People existed before you. That there was a problem on earth. People prayed, people fasted, people cried, people died as a result of that problem because there was no solution to that problem. They cried to God. People died as a result of the problems and the pains that came from that problem. People did all they could do. Missionaries struggled. People made efforts to see how to solve this problem. It could not work. And God decided to answer their prayers. And in answering their prayers, he decided to write a solution. He knew if he wrote the solution and threw it down on earth, that's just my mind playing around here. Maybe it's gonna fall into the Pacific Ocean and people wouldn't see it, or the Indian Ocean or Atlantic Ocean, and people would not be able to see it. He decided to mold that volume of book that is a solution to the world's problem and placed it in human flesh and blood and gave it as a gift to a father and a mother. And that is who you are. That is why nobody you can do the things you can do. Nobody can solve the problem you can. That's why I tell you with my whole chest, I know this right deep down like I know my name is Daniel Obio. I know it, that you are the best version of yourself. Nobody can say things like you can say it. Nobody can pronounce words like you can pronounce it. Nobody can do any single thing exactly the way you can do it. If God created you with clay and sand, by the time he was done making you, there was no single big pinch of sand or dust that remained when he created you. If anything ever remained, he threw it into his sea of forgetfulness such that he cannot use it to make any other person. You are unique. You are different. You are the best thing that has ever happened to the world. You are not a piece of decoration. You are not, you are on stage, fam. You are the best solution that nobody else can ever bring. Live out that solution. Be a blessing to the world. Hold strong yourself what because the moment the devil struggles well and brings fear and make you lose yourself what he's going to make you mess with your brain mess with your head and make you fall flat without doing anything meaningful on earth so how do you also strengthen yourself 
validation. What are some self-validation strategies while we start calling it a wrap? You need to learn to encourage yourself. Uh, it's good to feel bad, man. But you see, feeling bad is not being bad. I feel angry. Yes, because you're a human being and you have the, the sensories, you have the emotions, you're an emotional being, so you can feel angry. But don't be angry. I feel weak. You have the feeling, it's beautiful, but don't be weak. The becoming is the point where you establish and seal an action into that, where you act in that capacity and make it your identity. Learn to encourage yourself even at your lowest moments. Number two, acknowledge your strengths, your success, your progress, your effort. Celebrate your little wins, fam. That is how to build yourself what? That is how to strengthen and validate yourself. Celebrate, acknowledge your strength. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a be weak in this, but I'm strong in this. I'm a be weak in, in, in reading and reading very fast, but come on, I'm strong in understanding. And I appreciate that. And I know I'm going to work on reading fast and I'm going to be able to make it and become better at that. Acknowledge your strength. You make little progress, acknowledge this progress. Celebrate your little wins and celebrate your efforts. Number three, notice and accept your feelings. But remember, like I said, your feelings don't define you. And your feelings don't define you. Number four thing I'm going to say here, prioritize your needs. Understand what you need and go for it. Know when you really need to deal with your needs. When you have a need. See, selfishness, as being selfish is not wrong. When it becomes wrong is when you're being selfish to the detriment of God's will and plan and purpose for your life. But when you're selfish to a point when you're building yourself to serve the world better, it is very beautiful, very important, and very, very advisable. At some point, come back and work on yourself. Grind and go through the grinding process. And that thing that would help you with self-validation and building yourself what is, learn to treat yourself with kindness. Don't tell you wicked words. Don't be too harsh on yourself. Make yourself look like you're a fool. You're not a fool. You're a beautiful soul. You're a very unique person. The challenges you face don't define you. Don't forget that. Give yourself a treat, fam. Take some time out and get yourself some, some very nice, um, maybe pizza, barbecue fish, or whatever very nice food you love. Give yourself a treat. Take yourself to the poolside. Take yourself to the waters. Take yourself to a very beautiful place for a personal retreat and have a beautiful time with God. Treat yourself with kindness. It strengthens yourself. What? Say nice things to yourself. I, I've got something I call, I call, I call um, in front of my, in my room, I call it my punch bag, right? Like this is where I put all the punch lines that help me. It's more like a push factor to me. So I stand up, I read all those beautiful words I write out there. You see things like, Daniel, your dreams are valid. You see things like, Daniel, you're the best thing that has happened to your generation. You see things like, Daniel, be intentional or you were forgotten. You see things like, Daniel, you've got the best mind. You're the best thing that would ever happen to anybody that crosses your path. You see things like, Daniel, your efforts must work and would pay. 
You see things like Daniel, don't embrace excuses. Make progress, don't make excuses because you can. You see things like Daniel, your dreams are valid. Who now think to yourself that will you strengthen yourself with? Accept your limitations, your flaws, your mistakes, and intentionally choose to work on them. Remember, they don't define you. You define them. They are only passerbys, experiences that make the pages of your life story interesting. They shouldn't be the conclusion of the lives matter. Remember this, farmers, we call it a wrap. No one can make you feel inferior without your consent. That was said by Eleanor Roosevelt. Nobody indeed can make you feel inferior without your consent. Marilyn Monroe said something. Wanting to be someone else is a waste of the person you really are. Wanting to be someone else is the waste of the person you really are. So fam, back to where we started. In the world of likes, comments, shares, views, and social media impressions, where will you get your validation from? From the intrinsic satisfaction of the uniqueness of your existence, or from the external validations of people who just have assumptions about your life. You choose, I hope you choose the former. Thank you very much, and thanks for having me, Susan and Jimo. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you. Thank you very so much, Mr. Daniel Obio. That was an amazing session. I, I really got a lot of things, and I know that um, everyone listening did get a thing or two, or even maybe 10 things from everything that you have said. Um, I just want to make sure, can everyone hear me? Yes, I can hear you, Nelly. All right, all right. Um, I I really do hope that um, this session has been as exciting as it was for me. Um, we have learned a lot of things today. Um, like the keynotes that he ended with us, you know, how to build yourself, what, encourage yourself, acknowledge your strength, and celebrate your little wins. Prioritize your needs and go for it. Learn to treat yourself with a little kindness, you know. The good book says, love your neighbor as yourself. So it states there that you have to love yourself too. So it is really good that we are able to put ourselves in the important um, page, you know, in our heads and in our books and make sure that we prioritize our own self-worth, prioritize our own identity, and we take our own validation over the opinion of others. So um, this is a time where we get to take your questions. Um, if you have questions, if you want to speak, um, you can just indicate on the group, or if you prefer to type the question and then we can read it out for you and then our speaker um, answers your question. Whichever one you feel is more comfortable for you, it's fine. So please let's roll in our questions. 
Um, okay, why others are their questions? Um, Sir Daniel, I have one question. Um, talking about um, you know, giving yourself a treat. Now, how do we balance this that we do not overdo? you know, giving yourself a treat? Because I feel like sometimes people might overcompensate themselves for a little win. So how can we put in a balance? Thank okay. you, sir. Yeah, thank you very much, Nelly. Can you hear me clearly? No, sir, I can't hear you clearly. I guess you can hear me better right now. Can you hear me better now? I can hear you. That's better. That's better. I can hear you, sir. Is that a yes or a no? Can you hear him, Nelly? You can hear me clearly, right? Yeah, I can hear you, sir. Yeah, we can hear okay, you, sir. So. Can you can you oh, hear us? Yeah. Okay, beautiful, beautiful, yes. Okay, so um it's very important. Thank you for that question. A very, very important question. Farm C, the truth is okay to myself um i give myself a treat after i know i've spent like let's say two to three days not two to three days like when i know i've done a back-to-back -back work when i know i've stretched myself when i know and i tell myself the truth that i've gone the extra mile more than once and twice that's the best time to give yourself a treat if you just wake up today every little thing you do you give yourself a treat your money will finish. Not only will your money finish, you will be rewarding yourself wrongly. And you would not have the F1 tree to do more, right? The beauty of eating the barbecue fish after a strong, stressful episode of successfully achieved lies in how at every point you take a bite, you remember the pains and the hurdle you were able to cross, right? So any treat you're going to give yourself that will not be able to point you to more than two, three hurdles you were able to successfully achieve before that treat, um, I don't think the treat is coming at the appropriate time. Giving yourself a treat should come at a point when you have Treats are not just given for pleasure's sake. Treats are given, yeah, they are pleasure give, they are pleasure driven. But the beauty of treats is that it comes to relax and overexpended energy, right? But when, you know, you know this yourself. Like we all know this. We all know when we're telling ourselves the truth. We all know when we've not really done as much as we paint the picture we have done, right? But at that point, when you know you've searched yourself, at that point, when you know I've, 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 I've set a goal, I've been able to achieve 10, um, maybe 8 over 10. I've got an A mark and I've, I've gone deep down with, with a level of progress that is measurable, quantifiable, beyond the 50% mark. That is when you really should think about the treats. That's what I can say. I hope that is clear. Yes, it does. Thank you very much, sir. 
So, um, do we have any more questions? Ah, Sir Daniel is like you killed everything, no? Yeah, only two things it means when a, a teaching has come and there are no questions. It either means it was so clear that even the um the questions that should have come were clearly answered, or it was just not clear enough to know a question to ask. So I really want to know which of these it is. I think someone has a question, Nomzi. She's actually typing the question in the group. As for me, my question was actually answered. I wanted to ask a question, but along the line, you actually answered the question. So that's it for me. Thank you, sir. Okay, that's beautiful. Nomzi, see, you can talk, Nomzi, please, you can. Yes, Nomzi, you can you can decide to speak once um Sir Daniel is done answering Pathora's question. Okay. Yeah, you can go ahead. Okay, good evening everyone. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening, Nomzi. We can hear you. Okay, um, okay, you can ask your question. Okay, um, but first, thank you so much, Mr. Daniel. This um, was here to this people, and I hope not asking for me. Uh, thank you. The moment you came for me to put this together, okay, time to find out self worth and guilt, like self guilt. Probably you did something wrong, you know, okay, I overstepped, I did something really, I feel like I can't forgive myself, I feel like I can't do this, I feel terrible, I feel bad. How can a person come out of self-guilt? In a way that, you know, because whether or not we like it, self-guilt have a way of affecting one's self-worth. You begin to feel worthless and feel like I'm so terrible. And so how can one come out of self-guilt? I will deal with self-guilt and still maintain your worth. Clearly, you asked about self guilt. Am I correct? Yes, yes. So, the question is how do you come out from self guilt and still maintain your self worth? Is that the question? Well, like I said, self-guilt to a large extent comes when you don't even understand your what, your self-what. That is the truth. 
most times the reason why self-guilt has a place or plays or raises its ugly head is because you don't even understand that see you deserve what you are doing or you deserve what you're giving yourself let's let's paint the picture let's paint the scenario where self-guilt can come up right where let's say for instance you 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 decided to do something for yourself instead of doing or prioritize yourself in doing something instead of helping somebody else and the person now feels like ah you didn't do me well and uh, you could have helped me you should have helped me and start feeling guilty about yourself ah man I, I i didn't do well i should have helped this person and all that see it's it's simple it's simple number one is either you were compelled to take the decision to help yourself instead of that person or you didn't even understand how much important it was for you to even help yourself at that moment over that person right so how do you deal with self-guilt when you have self-guilt because it is a feeling acknowledge that feeling but have a conversation with yourself lay it bare on your table of your mind and ask yourself what exactly am i guilty about and then ask yourself the true question am i really guilty about this thing why did i do this thing right self-guilt comes from an action that has been taken so when you weigh those actions you've taken that is causing the self-guilt ask yourself the question why did i take this decision in and of myself because remaining in the guilt is not healthy for your emotional being your mental health but the truth is most times what you even feel guilty about you shouldn't even have felt guilty about it if you have that conversation with yourself so what you do when you have self-guilt is lay it bare in the brain in the, in the table of your mind and ask yourself questions questions help a lot ask questions like okay what did i do one why did i do what i did two what could i have done better if i didn't do this three okay is it even wrong that i did this right at the point you think and see that it's not even wrong or maybe the pro the problem was the approach to the to the action at that point you take a decision and say okay next time when i'm at this crossroad this is what i'm going to do hey fam sometimes some days are good some days are beautiful we have flaws and we move on come on on to the next game that is the best way to build and keep yourself what yourself what is as important as your identity because the moment you allow guilt to 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 deal with you it makes you lose trust in yourself it makes you lose confidence in yourself but you see when you have that honest conversation with yourself even if you were wrong in the decision you took the fact that you were humble enough to have that conversation with yourself builds in you a confidence to do the right thing the next time and it helps you not to be dealt with or not to suffer under the wings and pressure of guilt because at that point you've eased things off you've ironed things off you've talked things out you've accepted the flaw and more importantly you've learned a lesson you've taken a decision to implement that lesson and you decide to move on with something else at that point the next thing you have to do is 
find some other beautiful things you've done preach yourself about those things you can preach yourself about the fact that come on i'm strong enough i'm confident enough to tell myself the truth and i'm also confident enough to take the right decisions the next time that way you'll be able to deal with guilt and also retain your confidence normally i hope that helps thank you very much sir um, Nomzi, I hope your question has been answered pretty well now. Do we have any more questions? Okay, I take that the silence means that we have really understood what we've gone through today in this discourse. Um, Mr. Daniel Obio, we want to say a really, 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 really huge thank you for making out time to be with us today on the Moments with the Queen Telegram group. We appreciate all the knowledge that you have dished out to us tonight, and we will try our best to put it in practice um thank you thank you so much mr daniel obio and to everyone who was part of this voice chat we want to say thank you for making our time to be here trust me what you've learned tonight will not be a waste you'll be able to put it into practice one way or the other so a very very huge thank you to mr daniel obio and to everyone who made this discuss tonight possible for without you it wouldn't be possible i mean mr daniel will not be able to talk to just me right so thank you thank you for being here thank you jim my co-anchor for thank being you, on the discuss tonight Kinsley, you do you have a question no 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 question for my hands okay All right. um, um just in case you still have one question or the other um i'm still around on the telegram group you can slide into my dm you can ask the questions i would ever be willing and ready to answer your questions because you're living an intentional life matters a lot to me and you're gaining clarity while you make this All progress right. Thank you so much. it's very very important to me so as much as possible act to show your learning approved that's what i always tell myself and people act to show your learning approved you've learned something today act on it to show the learning approved thank you so much for having me i'm very grateful all right thank you thank you so much to everyone Thank you for those last words, sir. Um, so I'm bringing it again. Are, are there any more questions? Okay, I guess we are good to go then. Um, thank you everyone for making this possible. Um, I wish you a very good night. Wishing you a very thank good you. night. Thank you very Thank you very much, sir. Very much, Mr. Daniel. Thank you. It's been a very Thank impactful, you, really impactful session.
after a while, um, this session will be available on the Moments with the Queen podcast. So if there's anybody who has perhaps missed out on a part, and thank you so much for that uh, access to be able to slide into your DM to ask questions. Thank you so much for we appreciate it. Over to Did you, you hear what Susan said? Hello, um, Susan, I pretty did not, I really didn't know what you said. My network got shaky. Okay. Were you asking a question? No, no, I was just telling Mr. Daniel Obiyo, thank you very much for honoring uh, our invitation. It has been a very awesome session. Like, and I was saying that we're going to make a session available on the podcast. So that anybody missed out today and wants to follow through, will be able to, you know, go to the Moments with the Queen podcast and follow through. So that's what I was saying. And I said thank, uh, thanks to Mr. Daniel, who gave us access to even enter into his DM to ask questions. That means a lot. So I said we really appreciate it. And thank you very much, Nelly. Thank you very much, Jimo, for such a beautiful job. And I said over to you, Nelly. Oh, okay. Thank you. Yes, please do follow the Moments with the Queen podcast. It is amazing to listen to um queen susan speak on everything purpose so thank you very much to everyone do have a good night